0: I'm gonna be honest with you. There's a ton of podcasts out there about cold plunges. There's podcasts about the benefits and the science, all those pieces. Everyone from Wim Hof to Andrew Huberman, Dave Asprey, if you guessed it, a lot of men, scientists, doctors, biohackers, and experts talk about it. Heck, I even spoke with Aditya J. Komar from My 7 Chakras about cold plunging on episode 68 of Golden Girls Podcast. And of course, I will link to that in the show notes. So all that being said, for some reason, when I asked you on Instagram, very scientific of course, what episode you want to hear, this episode about coal plunging was voted the one that you wanted to hear. Now, to be very transparent, this morning before I hit record and as I was putting together my notes, I was really stumped and I was racking my brain trying to figure out why you'd want another episode about it because there's so many already out there. But here's what I came up with and here's what I think it is, and of course, tell me if I'm wrong. But I... I do think it's because there isn't a lot out there for women. There's a lot of men talking about biohacking and hardcore biohacking and cold plunging. Honestly, when I go to cold plunge events, there aren't a lot of other mid to late thirties moms there. There's a few, the odd time, but not a lot. It's usually people in their twenties, maybe their early thirties and then some older women and lots and lots of men. I'm gonna spare you today my soapbox about the division of labor that is still really unequal and all the other things, and just say this. My intention with this episode, and I hope this is why you wanted to hear it from me, is to, yes, touch on some of the science pieces and the benefits, but also to speak to you on a personal level and give you a feminine perspective on this. I also wanna tie cold plunges to something deeper than just the outer benefits. Tie it to your goals, your dreams, and to who you are as a human being. All that while keeping it simple and digestible enough so you can integrate it in your already full, busy, and incredible life. In this episode, you're going to hear about what it is about cold plunging that keeps me coming back. And the way my life has changed since cold plunging and the benefits I know that you will find too if you decide to give it a try. You're going to hear how cold plunging can improve your life, mentally, physically, and heck, even from a beauty perspective. You're going to hear my tips to make cold plunging a habit so that you're not only consistent with it, but you actually enjoy it. And yes, I know that's a bold claim for those of us that are hot shower people to actually enjoy the cold, but believe me, it is possible. I'm going to give you some different ideas and ways that you can integrate cold plunging into your routine, and spoiler alert, you're going to hear why I think right now, this summer, if you're listening when this episode is released in July 2023, why I think summer is the best time to get started. Before we dive into the wonderful world of cold plunging, I want to give you a friendly heads up. While I'm super excited to share all the cool aha, pun intended, benefits of this invigorating practice, it is crucial to remember that I am not a medical professional, nor do I know you, your specific body, your health, your history, your circumstances, all the things that make you you. So here's the deal. Before you take the literal plunge, I strongly encourage you to consult with a healthcare provider or a qualified professional. They're going to be able to give you personalized advice based on your unique circumstances. Remember, and this, this goes for everything, what works for one person may not work for another. And there may be some underlying health conditions or concerns that need to be taken into account. It's always better to be safe than sorry. Now, don't worry, I'm not trying to scare you away from experiencing the thrills of cold plunging. I just want you to be able to have the best possible experience while prioritizing your well-being. And seeking expert advice will mean that you can ensure you're making informed decisions and taking the necessary precautions. So keep listening, learn about the amazing benefits of cold plunging, and remember to consult a professional before taking that icy plunge. And always, always, always listen to yourself and your body too. All right, friend. By the end of this episode, I know you're going to be ready to turn the knob all the way to cold on your next shower or hop into that cold stream or ice bath sooner than you think. You're going to be inspired to take advantage of all the benefits that cold exposure can bring, create a habit and a routine that works for you, and maybe, just
1: maybe, start craving those cold plunges yourself. Welcome to the Golden Girls Podcast, where we believe you can have it all. I'm your host, Lisa Michaud, and I'm spilling tangible tips, goal-getting strategies, and real-life stories to inspire you to tackle your biggest dreams. You're a woman who knows you're made for more. Get ready to leave the excuses and self-doubt behind by being vulnerable, sharing your truth, and having honest conversations so you can succeed on your terms. Together, we'll set goals you'll actually achieve by staying motivated, having fun, and building a community of women empowering women. It's time to tap into your best self, get confident, and truly have it all. Golden Girl, let's dive in. Hi there, Golden Girls. Welcome to this episode
0: all about cold plunges. People always tell me, I want to do a cold plunge, but it's so hard to start. There's also a ton of questions. How long do you do it for? Where do you do it? How often do you get in the cold? All of the hows. Plus, there's the whole issue of being cold. Friend? I feel you. I hate being cold. In fact, I like my showers so hot that my husband can't even handle them. He won't even be able to get in them if I'm in a hot shower. And I also love cold plunges. I tell you this because I want you to know that even if you're the person who loves hot showers and hot tubs and tea and being warm, sunshine, all the hot things, there's still hope for you to fall in love with cold exposure therapy like I have. If you're listening to this when it first comes out, I'm currently in Europe visiting family. And I'm recording this episode in the last few days of hustle before vacation. You know, those ones where you do more work to work your butt off and don't even get to sleep, but you get to go away. You know, you know that time, right? And I have to tell you, there's a reason why I'm busting my butt and my amazing team is also working hard to get this out to you because I believe the summer is the time to be talking about cold plunges. And in my humble opinion, it's the time for you to start cold plunging yourself. One of my favorite tips for anyone interested in cold plunging, especially those that don't like to be cold, is start plunging in the summertime. Start plunging when you're already hot, and the summer gives you lots of those opportunities. So here I am, creating this summer episode before I go on vacation to help you start your cold plunge habit or routine, even if you hate the cold. Now, cold plunging has really peaked in the last year or two, and I've been doing it for the last several years. I heard about it a little bit maybe, you know, eight years ago, 10 years ago. But my lovely friend, Danielle Dame, who's been on the show before in episodes 54 and 55, she's the one that really inspired me to get started. It was just a little over five years ago when Sonoma was quite literally a newborn. She was two or three months old and I was so tired. Danielle told me about how turning the shower onto cold helped her have more energy and more focus. And, you know, honestly, I was pretty desperate. I was like, I'll take it. I was sold. Ever since then, I started with cold showers after a workout. Lots of summertime. I believe I started in like April or May. And summers were the perfect time to get going. And then in the last two years, I've really leveled up with the winter ocean swims, consistent plunges at Floathouse in Vancouver, and now I even have a little plunge pool on my patio. So that's how I got into it. But if you're not sold yet, you might be thinking, why would anybody willingly turn the shower all the way to the cold? Why would anyone want to get in an ice bath? Well, let me tell you, the benefits are amazing. And it's more than just that. I have energy and a newborn, as if that's not enough. So let's talk about a few more of the benefits of cold flunging. Here's some of the things that kind of I found, some science and why I do it, and things that you're going to find too if you try it as well. The number one thing I'm going to tell you is that it really gives mental clarity. It awakens your senses and clears your mind. Think about when you wake up in the morning and you put some cold water on your face, how good that feels. Now imagine that feeling on your whole body. That shock of cold triggers a release of endorphins, and those are those feel-good hormones. Which leave you with a boosted mood and you feel invigorated and alive. Now, this isn't just my thoughts. There's science to back this up. Studies have shown that cold exposure stimulates the production of norepinephrine. Yes, I had to Google how to say that. Norepinephrine, (laughs) which is a neurotransmitter that helps regulate your attention, your focus, and your mood. Basically, it's a natural mood enhancer that gives you that extra mental edge and sense of clarity. Now, if you listened to my episode that I did last year around this time, my life update episode, I talk about the mental, just the mental struggles that I was having with focus, clarity, memory, all those pieces. And I have to say, you know, I talk about me up-leveling my cold plunge game. This was one of the biggest reasons, my, one of my biggest whys is because I needed more mental clarity and resilience. One of the other benefits of, mental, of cold plunging for me has been mental strength. And one of my friends who I used to cold plunge with before they moved to the Yukon, talk about cold. We used to go together and he would always say in the water, he said, I always tell myself, once I'm in, this is the hardest thing I have to do all week. And if I can get through this, I can do anything. I have adopted his mindset and it, has hel- it really helps me. And this reminds me every single time I get in the cold of how strong I am, how, how confident I am, how powerful I am, all those things. And I gotta tell you, this has been a huge confidence booster for me to remember that like, hey, if I got into the middle of the ocean in December on a super cold day and stayed in for three minutes, five minutes, 10 minutes, 12 minutes, it doesn't even matter, I can do anything. All right. One of the other benefits of cold plunging that I found has using the cold as my coach. Now, obviously, I mean, I'm a coach. I believe in coaching, but and this is maybe controversial. Other coaches may not like me to say this, but I, you don't always need another person to be your coach. Like life is your coach. <laughs> your spouse can be your coach. Kids are absolutely coaches. Money can be your coach and the cold can be your coach too. I use the cold as a chance to get quiet and to really listen to what my mind says, often unconsciously, or I may not hear the things that my mind is saying because there's so much other noise going on. But when I'm in the cold, everything quiets down and it really helps me to listen in and I understand what my stopping patterns are. If you've never heard this term, stopping pattern or, or our own breaks, we all have some stopping patterns. We all have the ways that we put the brakes on. And let's just say this: sometimes you need to put the brakes on, sometimes you you need those. So it's not always about just pulling the brakes off, but it's being intentional and aware of how we put brakes on and also being intentional about when we want to put the brakes on and when we want to pull them off. So if we understand the ways that we put our own brakes on or what our stopping patterns are, we can then be conscious and intentional with how we use those. Some of the things that people tell themselves, you know, I can't do this. This is too hard. I've done it. I've done enough. I'm not strong enough, those kinds of things. For me, sometimes I th- say things like, you've already done enough. It's time to take it easy. Or, oh, you already, you already crushed us. That's good enough for today. Or here's a here's a really this must be a very, like, very type A of me, but I'm like, okay, you've done enough of this. Like, now let's move on. You have so many other things to do. You've got your to-do list. Like, get out of here and start tackling that list. You know, I share all this, again, this doesn't mean that I'm never listening to my body. It doesn't mean that like if I'm saying, okay, I've done enough, it's time to take it easy, that I don't listen to that. But it's to slow ourselves down enough and also often enough to create these habits and these practices so that we can notice that pattern. And I can listen to my intuition about what's true in that day and in that moment. And also what are the ways in which I'm limiting myself and how am I keeping myself safe, putting the brakes on, and how do I stop myself? Some days, we all need the break. Some days, we need to be safe. And other days, it's important that we push our boundaries and that we expand our comfort zone. Getting quiet and listening to yourself, which you can do in the cold. This is what I do. You can use the cold water and that experience as your coach in life. So there you go. Now, it's not to say coaches don't have their value. They absolutely do. I believe in them, still have them, but it's a really great way to get coaching in a a different way. Let's also talk about what else happens when it's quiet. And this, I don't even know how this is. I'm sure there's some sort of hormone playing to this, but for me, one of the biggest benefits of the cold is peace and calm. I did a Wim Hof course a little over a year ago. So it was a, f- a full day course in Gastown. And we did a- learned a lot about the science. We did the breath work, all those pieces. And in the end, we all did a two minute plunge. And after the plunge, we all got out and we debriefed and talked about what that experience was like. And I told everyone that I, other people said that they felt you know, mentally clear or that they felt anxious. Some people felt really powerful. I just felt euphoric and peaceful. And my instructor for the day, who is David Gu, who's awesome, I highly recommend looking him up. I, I'll link to him below in the show notes as well. Lots of links in the show notes, by the way, for this episode. So you guys can go do this too. But David said to me, that this is something that a lot of moms say this to him, that they come out of the cold and they say they literally feel like euphoric or unbelievably joyful or peaceful or calm. And he said he believes this because it's the only few minutes of peace and calm that sometimes parents get in a day. And that really resonated for me. And I hold on to that. And you know, it's funny, my daughter's usually like clamoring and really close to me, but and sometimes she dips a little bit in the cold. But generally speaking, when it's Cold time, it's my time. It's my time to have some peace and quiet. Nobody bothers me. And I gotta tell you, that's, that's pretty priceless. That's worth a lot to me. And so, yeah, it's that's something that, maybe that appeals to you too. If you have kids, I bet you're like, oh yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll take 10 of those, <laughs> 10 minutes in the cold. If it means I get peace and quiet. All right, we also touched on this a little bit earlier, but energy. And I know this sounds kind of counterintuitive because I just said that it gives me peace and calm to be in the, the cold. But somehow I also really find them cold punches to be very invigorating and they give me energy. Sometimes I do group go to group events and we'll end off with a dance and I just end up feeling so alive. It's really cool because I feel like I can even, you know, midday during lunch, I can pop out and and just hop in the cold plunge for, for a little bit and then get back to work. And I feel way better, way more energized, way more clear, all these pieces. I also think it's not just like a one-time thing. It's not like, a, you know, necessarily it can operate kind of like a cup of coffee, which I don't drink coffee. I cold plunge instead. It could be that, that shot there. But I also think the more consistent that I do it, the more energy I have on a consistent basis. That also says a lot because as I talked about in that episode, it was 57 about the My Life Update. I struggled with having very low energy and some burnout and health challenges. I truly believe that getting consistent with the cold plunge is something that allowed my energy to also be consistently high. All right. We're going to shift gears here a little bit to some of the physical things that happen when you cold plunge. Immune system. Okay. Can you also tell I'm a parent? I feel like I'm really giving this the mom lens on here. My kid is in daycare and I don't know if you, if you also have kids in daycare or school, you know, they are like always sick. There's always a boogery noses and snot and coughs and all the things. And we also, you know, my kids in activities and we have a fun social life. So there just seems to be a lot of germs. And also I hate being sick. Whenever I'm sick, it's really hard. Entrepreneurs, you know this. And when you're sick, you're, you can't just call in sick. When you're a parent, you can't just call in sick. And it really sucks when I have to record a podcast episode and I sound like this because I am so congested. Yeah. Nobody wants to hear that, right? So anyways, this for me is a huge benefit. And there's a lot of research to support that cold plunging has a positive influence on your immune system. When you expose your body to cold temperatures, it triggers a series of physiological responses that can strengthen your immune system. It is like giving your immune system a turbo boost. And I mean, who does not need that? Research shows, and I, had to, I wanted to figure out like, wh- how does this actually work for those, those of us that are curious? So cold exposure increases the number of white blood cells in your body, particularly the ones that are responsible for fighting off infections and pathogens. These mighty warriors of your immune system are called lymphocytes, and they play a crucial role in helping you keep you healthy and resilient. But that's not all. Cold plunging also activates the production of certain proteins and cytokines that help to regulate your immune responses. And yes, I had to Google how to say all of these things, but I think so far, so far we're doing it. These proteins help enhance your body's ability to defend against those bugs, making your immune system truly a force to be reckoned with. And I think we all love that. Now, let me just share personally. I started cold plunging, like I said, about four or five years ago, and I have noticed a significant improvement in my overall well-being. I used to catch, if we're rewinding the clock, you know, eight, nine years, I used to catch every bug that came my way. And now I really do feel like my immune system comes stronger. I have done a lot of work on this from my sleep to my gut health. So it's hard to say that it's all exactly because of cold plunging, but I do feel like I've built up a defense shield against not getting every single cold that cinema brings home. I definitely still get sick and there's more work to do here, but I have to say that it's nice to know that every time I kiss or snuggle Sonoma when she's sick, that I'm not gonna get her cold. And that really has allowed me to enjoy both motherhood and life more fully. Let's talk about some of the other benefits of cold plunging. And this is pretty cool. The cold water actually stimulates blood circulation and that causes your blood vessels to constrict and then dilate. What's the result of this? Why does this matter? Well, this helps to improve your circulation throughout your body delivering oxygen and nutrients to your muscles and organs more effectively, which is kind of like a little massage for your circulatory system. I don't know if this is, i can't, again, I don't, haven't seen this part of the research on it, but I used to find that my hands and cold feet were always, always, always cold, and I just could not warm them up. And I definitely still get that sometimes, but I feel like it's less often since cold punching. So I feel like that is where that circulation has really made a difference in my body. Cold plunging is also linked to reduce inflammation and faster muscle recovery, which makes sense because in my half marathon days, my full marathon friends would tell me that they would get in the ice bath right after they were done the race. And I, I thought they were crazy, but now I get it. So this means that if you've been heading the gym, running marathons, half marathons, triathlons, climbing mountains, whatever you're doing, or if you're like me, you know, maybe doing Legree or some Pilates, if you're engaging in these intense physical activities, Getting in the cold can aid in reducing those muscle pains and aches. And so your recovery time is a lot easier, a lot quicker, and less painful, which is pretty great. Now, finally, let's talk about the beauty benefits, which you may not have expected. And I feel like a lot of men don't talk about this on the biohacking. So we're going to talk about it. So, cold plunging can actually make your skin look and feel calmer. When you get in that cold water and your blood vessels constrict, again, we're talking about reducing inflammation also can reduce puffiness. And so it's like a refreshing wake-up call for your skin that leaves it looking more toned and rejuvenated. The cold water also stimulates blood circulation to your skin, delivering that oxygen and vital nutrients, and increased blood flow can then contribute to having a healthier complexion, promoting a natural glow, and helping to combat dullness. I mean, I, now I sound like a walking advertisement for cold punches, but that's why you're here, isn't it? For me to tell you all the benefits. <laughs> all right, let's also talk about hair. This is something I've definitely been doing for the last few years. Cold water, I'm sure I read this in Cosmo like decades ago. Cold water helps to tighten your hair cuticles, and that makes your hair strands look shinier and smoother, less frizzy, and more lustrous and healthy looking hair. Cold plunging, and I didn't know this, but I figured it out, it's also associated with promoting your hair growth. So cold water as we're talking about, stimulating lots of blood flow and circulation, it also does that to your scalp, which allows your hair follicles to be nourished and potentially aiding in hair growth. So it's like a little boost for your hair's vitality as well. I, like finishing my hair rinses on cold, I've been doing longer than cold plunges and now I'm way more consistent on it. Now I've been on a journey with my hair, which is like a whole other podcast or blog post or who knows. So it's really hard to say what results are specifically from being more consistent on the cold versus all the other things I've done with my hair. But my hair is definitely healthier, way less frizzy. My curls are way cons- more consistent. And so again, it's kind of like all the other things I've done with my overall health. It's hard to tease out exactly which one is a result of you know cold plunging versus hair masking and all you know silk pillowcases and all the things I've done. But I really do think that finishing your hair rinse on cold is something worth trying and exploring. And it's, it's, you know, it's been out there for a long time. And once I once you hear the science, it it all makes sense as to how it could help. So that might be another way, another benefit that maybe convinces you to really get into cold plunging. I it's hard for me to overstate how cold plunging has changed my life. And I'm gonna talk now about the biggest thing is that I really feel braver, healthier, more confident, more powerful. And I've met a lot of really cool people and had a ton of fun in the process too. And I think this, is, this piece is really anecdotal, yes, but also really important, is this piece of fun and experiencing and connection and, and who I'm becoming in the process. So let's talk about fun and experience and connection. I love encouraging other people to join the fun, whether they're new people or they're cold pros, You know, often before a podcast episode, I will jump in the cold plunge. If I have guests, I get them to come with me. Troy and I were in St. John recently checking on our real estate properties, and the St. John River had recently thawed. Our property manager took us on a boat ride, and I was like, I want to get in the river. And so we did. And you know, everyone we were with was so impressed. Like the locals were like, I can't believe you got in and you stayed in. And they kind of doubted I can do it. And It was pretty fun to prove them wrong. I also have hosted bi-monthly cold punches in Stanley Park, where I bring together all sorts of different people, people that are in town visiting and friends and cold punch enthusiasts. And it's just so great to connect and bring people together on an experience. And so I'd also say, don't underestimate the power of doing something different like cold punching and inviting others with you. You know, camping trips, I've invited people to get in and it's done wonders for my relationships, my network and my fun. And I know we're just getting started here. Now, there's definitely an egoic lens there. And I, I was like, oh, it's fun to prove people wrong. And, and there is a potential trap here, this ego of proving people wrong or showing off or upstaging everyone. And it's important to be conscious of this. And it's definitely not an egoic thing for me. For me, cold punching and involving others and creating experiences and, and you know maybe doing the things that seem impossible really is exciting for me. And it's personal fun to show other people what what I can do, and and therefore what they can do too, and really embody that courage and bravery, tenacity, and strength. That, if I have to single-handedly pick out the one biggest benefit is, is that cold plunging is the time that I can embody so many things of what I want to be in the rest of my life. I can embody peace and calm and presence. Presence is a huge one. Presence is something that I continue to struggle with, and I think so many people do, And cold plunging allows me to be present. It also allows me to be strong and powerful and tenacious and brave and courageous and fun and daring, all those things. And if I can be those things, whether it's for two minutes in the shower, whether it's for five minutes on my patio, for 10 minutes in the ocean, whatever that looks like, if I can be in that and soak in that, then I can take all these beautiful qualities that I've exuded in that moment. And I can then bring them with me to other parts of my life, other parts of my day, other parts of my being. And like, that's it. That's what it's all about here. So I want you to also think about what qualities you could embody in that cold and where else in your life you can take that, because that's what it's really all about. So I mentioned the importance of listening to your body. You know, I'm a big advocate of you being your own best expert and also getting professional advice because nobody does it alone. I'm going to talk about my tips and my routine, but there's one more important safety note that I have to make, and it's about breathwork. You know, breathwork generally is considered really safe. Same thing with cold. But you really want to make sure that you do not do breathwork while you're in the cold water. People have drowned. If you are a breathwork person, you already know this. But if you're new to breathwork, you may not realize this. It alters your state of consciousness. And if you're doing an intense round, breathwork can actually make you go unconscious. And obviously, being unconscious and in water is a serious health risk. And like I said, people have drowned doing it. I personally do breathwork beforehand. That's what Wim Hof do, breathwork before but not in it. Now, this doesn't mean we don't breathe in the cold. You need to breathe, really, really important. And you can do deep breaths, but intense breath work and fast moving can be dangerous. And it also is a really good practice to be with somebody else when you're in those cold. If, you know, cold shower, maybe not as much of a risk, but in, you know, in an ocean or in an ice bath by yourself, always better to have somebody there with you. So those are my last little safety pieces, safety notes and disclaimers that I wanna put in there. All right. Now we've talked about all the benefits that you could feel, what I find, talked about some safety pieces. Let's talk about the tips. How do I actually think you can get in here and make the most of cold plunges? So number one, my best tip is to do it in a way that is going to have it be fun and get you to feel the benefits as fast and as easy as possible. And to let that those benefits inspire you and get you excited to do more of it. So there's a couple of different ways you can do this. Let's talk about summer, starting when you're already hot. In my opinion, summer is the perfect time to start. And whenever, In whatever way, when you're hot, then the cold feels so dang good. So summertime really could be any day then, you know, when you're like, oh, I'm so hot, I'm sweating, or I've just come from a walk, then you hop and have a cold shower afterwards. Maybe it's also, you know, if you're listening and it's not the summertime, it could be post-workout, also a really great time when you're sweating and hot. After a hot tub or a sauna, maybe you're on vacation and it's a hot day. Getting in the cold after you're already hot is going to feel so incredible. Do it when your body is literally craving cold. And then afterwards, see how you feel. And that's really key, I think, is to pause afterwards and see see what your body's telling you. And most likely, you're going to feel absolutely incredible. Now, the other tip I'm going to say here in terms of making it making it fun and feeling the benefits, make it really pleasurable. And there's a lot of spas that offer this kind of experience. Now, you can't always necessarily do a full spa. So let me tell you, you know, Scandinave Spa in Vancouver, I believe they are Whistler, actually, I believe there's one in Montreal. And there's these thermal spalls popping up everywhere. It doesn't always have to be a spa, though. It can also be your local pool, you know, going to the hot tub or going to the sauna. But making it a really pleasurable experience, whether it's in a, a sauna or a kind of wellness place, for example, in Vancouver, the art of sauna, and, or even just a local pool, hot tub, or whatever that looks like, like making it very pleasurable and relaxing for you is also going to allow you to really feel those benefits. Maybe after your hot bath, you also light a lovely candle or you turn on music that you love. Like you don't even have to do this somewhere else. You do that at home. Get a cozy blanket after to get in after your cold plunge. Tell yourself you're going to read a book or journal or have like lovely meditation or let yourself just sit there or lay there. I really think if tip number one is do it when you're hot, you know, summer or workout or whatever that is. And number two in there is to make it really pleasurable. Number three in there is to pause and really luxuriate in that feeling so that you can feel the benefits and let that create that positive feedback loop for you. My next tip here to create and get used to the cold is to start small. Start with less time and then build it up. Now, I did not start my first time and jump into the ocean on a winter day and go in for 10 minutes. That's not how I started. And I think a lot of people maybe think they need to be at that level, and then they get discouraged because it's so hard. So here, here's what I'm going to say. The easiest thing to do is just end your shower on cold. So let it be hot. Enjoy that feeling. And then start with 15 seconds. And then the next day, do 30 seconds. And then work your way up to a minute. And then maybe two minutes. You can also consider doing this with friends. You know, peer pressure can also be peer inspiration. It's, it's a fine line there. Find yourself a cold plunge group, and I'll link to the one in Vancouver here, or go on Eventbrite or Meetbrite Meetup, and, or even create your own thing, and, and start small with less time to build up. I also did a course here. I did that Wim Hof course, and you can go on Wim Hof's website. They do them all over the world. I started with the half-day one, and it was fantastic. My goal is to do like a fold retreat one day with Wim Hof. How awesome would that be? But you know, we don't get there. You don't just like jump all the way. And maybe, I mean, maybe some people do, but I really believe that one of the ways that you can build this habit is to start small and build your way up. Next little tip I'm going to give you is to stay consistent. So try to do it every day after your shower or at least five days a week. Maybe you give yourself one day a week or two days a week where, where you don't, but be consistent, like create this practice. So that way, Not only are you starting small, but you're creating a consistent habit that's going to make it easier and easier to build on. The other thing I love about doing this, you know, five days in a row or or every single day for 30 days or whatever that looks like, is that you're going to find that you get better really quickly. And honestly, we talk a lot about like, how do I find motivation and inspiration? Well, sometimes motivation and inspiration comes from seeing yourself do the dang thing and do the hard thing. And when you see progress, when you see yourself getting better, that's super motivating in itself. So get consistent and stay consistent so that you can, in fact, stay consistent. It's like a, it's like a wheel or a, a spiral upwards, if you will. The spiral of consistency, the more consistent you are, the easier it is to stay consistent. And so just set that intention, whether it's five days a week or 30 days, set that aim and, and get it done. And then you can slowly work your way up in time. Now, I also talked about this a little bit, but I'm just going to like pull it out. I really do think that getting a cold plunge buddy and accountability in this process is so powerful. Maybe it's your spouse or a partner, kids, neighbor, friend, mentor, colleagues, your coach. Get other people in on this. You know, like I said, you can can join a group or you can do a course, but it's also really helpful to have people that are going to be doing this consistently with you. When I was drafting this episode, I got myself distracted. Went back on my phone and started looking at some of my old plunges and looking at all the friends that I've done it with. And I messaged some of my buddies about it. I was like, hey, I'm recording this episode and remember this and resent them the picture and remember this memory. And I really think it just makes the process so much more committed to what you're doing here. And plus, the research on accountability is astronomical as far as its power to help you create a habit and reach your goals quicker and easier. So, those are a couple of those. Those are my big tips. Number one, you know, Find a way to feel the benefits. Start when you're already hot, make it really pleasurable and pause afterwards. Start small, start with less time and then build your way up. Pick a consistent habit or goal that you can, you can choose and then also get some accountability. Enlist someone else to be in the cold plunging process with you and have fun while you're doing it. All right, one of the other questions that comes up a lot is where to do it. Now, I literally just started in the shower and I think that's the easiest way for most of us to do it. it maybe it's your hose, you know? In the summertime, I use my daughter's kiddie pool because the water coming out of our hoses is often really cold after the first few minutes and it works perfectly fine. I now have like a horse trough that I have on my patio. Funny enough, I bought one years ago and I used to garden out of it and it turns out I'm not actually a great gardener. So now it's my cold plunge pool. And now they're very trendy on, on social media as well, but that's what I use. I have friends that have ice... Ice machines, or they make ice to throw in there. I personally don't do that because the water coming out of my hose is really cold. You can also do this in a river, in a lake. I live in Vancouver, so I personally go to the ocean and I'm very, very grateful to live here. This is where it's so fun. I've done it. Honestly, I've done it alone. I don't know. I probably should be, but I wouldn't recommend that, but I do do it sometimes. I find it really magic to be outside. I also go with friends and go to events. I have in the past also just filled my bathtub. And I I don't do that all the time, but I definitely have. And I find that that works as well. And then there's also some, you know, I kind of alluded to some of the bougie ways you can do this. So obviously this isn't what I'm doing like every day of the week, but I think it's fun to have these treats. So in Vancouver Float House, they actually have a cold plunge room where you can go in and you can use a sauna and a cold plunge. And it's all yours for an hour and you can do a couple circuits. And I absolutely love that. There's also a few other secret spas. I haven't been to Tallity, but hopefully by the time, by the end of the summer, I'm hoping to have gotten there. I will link to them as well. There's the art of sauna in Burnaby, which is a sauna house, obviously as the title suggests, but they also have a cold shower you can use in between. And that's really fantastic. I mentioned Scandinave Spa. There's Circle Wellness. And I'm gonna I'm gonna actually link to all these below for you guys. At some point, I want to create a blog post, but I don't think I'm gonna get to that before I go. So I'll keep adding to it. There are some amazing ones in Vancouver and probably where you live too. I think this is really a trend that's up and that's that's still on the way up. So I bet you somewhere near you, there's Nordic spas or ways that you can go do cold plunges. Again, it's not you know what you want to be doing. I mean let me rephrase that. It's what we may want to be doing five days a week. It may not be sustainable or accessible to do it five days a week, but it is always nice to pepper our cold experiences with these more luxurious options or something a little bit more elevated. I also love doing cold plunge events. The group that I go to is the cold plunge crew. Also do the polar bear swim as well. You can look up online, like find other people that are doing it. It really does make a difference. And I'll tell you, you know, the polar bear swim definitely isn't the most grounded or the most conscious, but it, it is fun. And there's something really powerful about doing it with a group and feeling the energy and the excitement that comes with that. Now, let's talk about how to create your own cold plunge routine, because I'm gonna tell you a little bit about what my routine looks like. And just, I want you to know that it does change over time. I don't think that it's about having the perfect routine. I think it's about figuring out what works for you. And as you're gonna hear, like it actually changes in the seasons. And I don't mean like seasons of life, but I, I, and that too, but I literally mean like the actual weather patterns and seasons it changes too. So what I usually do, I usually start with three rounds of breath work and I'll link to the one that I do in the show notes. The Wim Hof app is also great for this. And again, I do this before I get in the cold plunge, not when I'm in the tub. Often people want to know how long do you stay in? Well, I would say it depends. It it kind of depends on how much time I have. That's that's partly the truth. It depends on my intention as well and what's going on and also where I am. Like, I don't really want to stand in the shower for 10 plus minutes running the cold water. So if I'm in the shower, I usually do like, and I really aim for a minimum of two minutes. I've, I've seen different pieces of research showing that you kind of need two to three minutes to get the full benefits, maybe from a psychological point, but I really believe like the mental piece even just two minutes, I find really great. Heck, even just splashing your face with cold water helps, right? Or even like washing my hands on it with cold water helps. So anyways, all I have to say, I usually aim for at least two minutes in the shower. If I'm in like some sort of a cold plunge tub at an event, sometimes I don't get to stay much longer than that. But if I do have the opportunity, I'm usually trying to stay like three to six minutes is what I'm aiming for. Five is usually like a great marker for me and anything above that feels great. If I'm in the ocean and especially when I'm in a really good practice, I love to challenge myself to stay in 10 minutes plus. I I I don't I haven't actually really ever judged myself. I don't go for like personal bests on this. I really do try and listen to myself and my body, what I'm feeling that day and what I feel like I need as well. You know, what's my intention in this? And I feel like in the 10 to 12, maybe 14 minute range, like I feel great. I feel like I've accomplished all the things completed my intentions and I'm ready to get out and and get warm. So I breathe, I go in and then for me, the, really the best part is the after effects. In the Wim Hof course, I learned about the horse dance. So I'm not a doctor, but what I've learned is that if you're really cold, you don't want to, run to warm up because that can actually pull heat from the place where you want it. So instead, horse dance And I'll I'll link to a video in the show notes, or you can just Google Wim Hof Horse Dance. You basically get into a wide squat and you bend your knees and you move your arms powerfully and slowly. Actually, I know you guys can't see me right now, but I'm totally doing it. And this helps keep your blood flowing, but not too fast that you end up losing the blood flow to some of the places where where you want it and where you need it. So I usually breath work, get into the cold and come out and, and do horse dance. Sometimes I may also get into a blanket. Rarely, but sometimes I get into the hot tub again. That I find that if I do that, I kind of lose the effects. So I find wrapping myself in a towel and just letting myself enjoy those moments is so beautiful. Now, season to season, it's kind of funny. I actually think I'm more consistent in cold plunging in the winter, which is kind of funny because I said, hey, one of the easiest ways to get started is in the summer. And that's certainly where I started. And I think my, my journey has evolved. I also believe that in the winter, I really need that mental boost and I need that push to be outside in nature. And that's where I can find the biggest benefits. So I have the cold plunge in the winter on my patio. I usually go in a few times a week. I'll often do the ocean maybe once, eh, between one to four times a month. And I find the patio, my patio is really good because I can go in a hot tub and then dip. Or if you know I'm at our pool, I might go in the in the hot tub there or the sauna and then just do a cold shower. I also find summer is kind of trickier for me because my condo is on the top floor and the water doesn't always get that cold. And even though I have my plunge pool out, it warms up really fast. So I think that's why I find summers just a little harder. Like even in the shower, I can't always get the water that cold. And bags, I feel like I'm really cheap on this. Bags of ice are expensive. It's one of those things I don't like to spend money on. So sometimes I do find summer, the cold shower is probably like the biggest one I do. And then getting in cold bodies of water. And in the winter, I really focus on my cold plunge and I explicitly get out to the ocean to make it better. As I mentioned, my cold routine, it changes, it evolves with what I need. And one of those times I really step it up is when somebody in the house is usually my child (laughs) is sick. Or if I'm being exposed to somebody who's sick, or if I'm, you know, traveling or if I'm feeling a little bit more run down, I make sure that I'm extra consistent on this routine. So I might stay in longer depending on how my body is what my body's feeling like it needs and what it's saying to me I may also choose to add in more sessions as well or even do do multiple of them I may do a bit more breath work before I get in so I might I really do allow my routine to flex a bit based on what I need and i I do think there's a really fine balance between consistency and having a practice and also listening to your body and figuring out what you need in those moments so I try and blend those two and that's what I always suggest to other people as well like it's not about doing it exactly the same every single day, but it is about having a consistent habit and routine that you can rely on to consistently feel good. I also feel like usually if I'm close to my period, let's say the day before or the first day or two of it, I will also usually skip out on the cold or especially an intense session because I'm really working on being gentler with my body. I know my body is working so hard during that time and it needs the extra rest and the cold as much as it helps me feel better, I know it's it's also a lot on my body. And so that that's something that I'm kind of playing around with and that I pay attention to. I also want to say one of the things that I find so fascinating and really incredible about cold plunging is that I find it to be equally effective at invigorating me and energizing me in the morning and also helping me calm down and have a great night of sleep and relax me at night. So it's pretty wild that it literally, it doesn't matter whether I do it in the morning or at nighttime, it helps me for the next phase of my day, whether that's getting up and go, 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 and, you know, getting all the things down on my list and having a great day, or whether that's helping me get deep and better sleep. So I don't know I don't know what the science is on this. I don't know how something can simultaneously make you feel more energized and also help you have good sleep. But I know that in the morning, it's a great way to start my day. And I know that when I when I do cold showers or cold dips before bed, it also really work, works well for me and I fall asleep easily and feel more refreshed. And my aura ring also confirms this information as well. So that's pretty cool. And I, I think that that's something, you know, people are like, oh, when should I do it? Like, I guess experiment and play around with it. But I've found that it can be effective in both ways. And this is also why I'm not too attached to it's got to be in the morning or it's got to be at nighttime. Like, it's like, depends on what I need that day. Some days I need it in the morning and some days it feels great at nighttime. So I think, you know, play around with these things, you know, timing, routine, where you're doing it, what time of day, how often, like all these things, as you can see, mine evolves, will continue to evolve and yours will too. But I hope this gives you some ideas on where you might want to start as well. Now, those are kind of the basic notes. Now, I'm going to tell you about my ultimate up level when it comes to the cold, my home cold spa ritual. I started this during COVID when, A, I wanted to do cold plunges but couldn't get anywhere. Everything was shut down. I did it also because I needed some time for me, and it was really hard to get that when I was solo parenting and, you know, it's just crazy days. And also, I wanted to keep my health strong. I wanted to keep my immune system strong. And so I started doing my own home cold spa rituals. So I will do this. I do this often when Troy is away and it's just, it's just me at home. I let myself start with a 20 or 30 minute bath. I light candles. I have music on. And then I I end that with a cold shower. And I don't dump, I don't dump the water out. I literally just turn on the cold shower. I do a minute or two in the cold there. And then I put on my fluffiest bathrobe or even just a towel actually can be really great. And then I let myself relax. You know, I listen to music. I drink tea. I have dim lights. I Maybe I journal. Maybe I'm reading. But I just relax for 15 minutes. Now, if you've been to the Scandinavian spa or any other kind of Nordic spa, you know that this is the way that they usually suggest for you to do it. But often, like, well, I'll ask you this question. How often do we do this at home? And I know I almost never did until I I got desperate and, I, and I, now I love this. I would say at least once or twice a month I do this. And I don't just do it once, I actually repeat it. So just like I would do at the spa, I then start over again. So I hop back into that bath. Sometimes I might just need a little bit more hot water, usually less than I think. Sit in there for 20, 30 minutes and then again do the cold shower and then give myself that 15, 20 minutes at the end to relax. So it ends up being, you know, let's say an hour and a half to two hours of just beautiful, relaxing, nourishing time that ends up being good. And and all those benefits I talked about at the beginning, like I get all of those in that. And it's so good. And I really believe, you know, this is why I talked about my number one tip being finding a way to make it enjoyable and fun. Because when you feel how good it feels to in your body after a cold plunge, that's what allows you to create a positive habit. That's the positive reinforcement you need. And all of a sudden, you start to crave it. And I know you might be thinking I'm crazy, but trust me, you will get there. You will also start to crave it. So if I was to sum all this up really quickly in how to create your own routine, I mean, first of all, feel free to borrow or share it. Take anything that I've shared or or leave it. But my advice is really the same as we form any habit. You know, you want to start bite-sized, start small, and make it easy, whether it's around other people or when you're already hot. And make it enjoyable. Try the, the at home spa day. Or if you can, go do a spa close to you, a Nordic spa, or even your local pool. Like there's so many ways to do this. Make it pleasurable, make it enjoyable. And do it, do it often so that you feel those benefits and create that positive feedback loop. Whether you're doing a two minute shower or putting a cold plunge on your patio or on your, in your backyard, or you're going to the ocean daily, or you're meeting up with friends to do it weekly. I just invite you to find an experiment, play, and create a routine that works for you. All right. My goal here was to share with you the feminine perspective, with things that have worked for me, what I find really beneficial, and what I think is going to help you in creating a your own cold plunge routine. So I hope that I've done this. As I mentioned, you know I've, I've name dropped a whole lot of the best cold plunge places in Vancouver, and I'm on vacation, so that's going to have to wait. But when I get back. I will put together a blog post. In the meantime, they're in the show notes and I encourage you go check those out. Go give them a try. My biggest wish for you listening to this episode ending this is that you find a way to make it fun, joyful, and pleasurable so that you can not only see and hear, but feel, feel the benefits of cold exposure. It really has been a game changer for me. Now this podcast, it's all about goals, sure, but I'm kind of sneaky because I really, really do believe that it's not about what you achieve, but it's about who you become in the process. Your goals are going to require you to do something different or to be something different or be someone different in order to create the different outcome that you're after. And to me, becoming the person who willingly sits in the cold and feels pleasure and peace in the cold and finds the benefits of doing the hard thing beyond the internal stories we tell ourselves and that external discomfort. It really is about who you become in the process of that cold, just as much as it is about who you become in the process of achieving any goal in your life. So I want to leave you with a couple questions and and these invitations. I want you to take a moment and really consider what your next level is. What's the goal that you have? What is What is this next phase of your life? What's it all about? What are you trying to create, achieve, or accomplish? Maybe for you, it's starting or growing your family. Maybe it's starting or expanding your business in a whole new direction. Maybe it's creating a new research project, writing a book, or climbing a mountain. Maybe it is going alcohol-free or improving your sleep. Whatever that does, it actually doesn't matter necessarily what the thing is that you're trying to do. What I want you to consider, and the question I want you to ponder is, have to be to create that. What version of you is necessary to achieve that next level that you're looking to create? Maybe that next level of you is calmer, healthier. Maybe it is kinder. Maybe it is more courageous. Maybe it is bolder. Maybe it's more energized and healthier. Whatever it is, I invite you to find a way to start embodying those traits today. So don't wait until when you publish the book or or even drafted it, or don't wait until you've you know put out the, the job posting for your next hire, or until you've started your practice trainings or summited the mountain, because that's not how it works. You really need to start embodying those traits today and every single day. And it's important for you to consider what is it that you want to achieve? Who do you need to be to get to that next level? And how can you embody those traits today? So Look, maybe cold plunging is one of those ways. So try it out. Either way, try it out for 30 days and see how you feel. For me, it really has been. It's been a way for me to embody presence. That's the biggest thing. Presence, peace, calm, courage, strength, power, tenacity, bravery, all those things. But also, maybe cold plunging isn't for you. And if it's not, look for other ways. Whether today, tomorrow, every day, look for ways that you can be and stand in the traits that you know that 2.0 version of you will have to be. Thank you for listening. I know I often ask you to share this with a friend, share this on social media, and tag me, and I'm totally going to ask that again, but this one is a little extra fun. I want you to share this episode with a friend, a family member, your neighbor, your spouse, a business partner someone you think would actually do cold plunging with you and then get out and do it together. Get that accountability, go have fun, get the endorphins and all those other fancy science words that I said, make that happen together. And if you do do a cold plunge, if you do a cold shower, you hop in an ice bath or you get in that cold stream this summer, please take a picture, a video and tag me in it. I would love to see that. I would love to cheer you on. And I wanted to sound you all the warm up fast vibes that I can. So thank you for being here. Thanks for listening. Most of all, thank yourself for listening and for committing to becoming the version of you that you know is possible